Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Welcome to the Impact Hour. We are just delighted that you've joined us today. We have a very special topic for you. We are talking about Christmas. Not just Christmas, but how you can make it a great Christmas. Now, I had said last week, I have to admit, that we were going to talk more about the mindsets to move you forward in making a difference. And trust us, we will get back to those. But this just seemed really timely. We want to empower you guys to make it a great Christmas. There's a lot of pressure at Christmas time, isn't there? Oh, my gosh. Yes, I'm feeling it. (laughs) (laughs) All the stuff we got to do, or at least we feel like we have to do, and, you know, all the pressure to make this the perfect Christmas, the perfect experience. And a lot of times in all the busyness, uh, it just seems to be seems the activity overwhelms the the positive experience that we have, and it takes over, and it it makes it so it's not a great experience at Christmas time. Yes, yes, it does. So at Christmas, we buy lots of things, we go to lots of parties, and we do lots of preparation, and it seems hectic. So consider that the people in your life will be around a lot longer than the gifts that you unwrap on Christmas Day. So we want to encourage you to to prioritize people over things this Christmas. And at this Christmas time, we recognize that you might be hanging out with people that you don't normally hang out with. They might be people that you don't quite get along with so well. Maybe get along with them great. But either way, we want to encourage you today on how to have better relationships at Christmas time. Definitely a great opportunity to um, kind of shore up our, our skills in interacting with people and making the most out of those opportunities. Definitely. Yeah. So one tip that we have for you, we've got, we've got a variety of things. So just take it all in, see what you find useful, see what you want to give a try in your you know, gatherings over Christmas. The first one is to give people the benefit of the doubt. Don't you wish that people would give you the benefit of the doubt? When you say or do something and it could be misconstrued, uh, you would want people to, you know, trust that you had good intentions. It's kind of one way to look at it. It's kind of like you put on rose-colored glasses, right, seeing the world as being more cheery and really assuming that people meant the best. Yeah, part of that, a lot of times, uh, they've done studies, they found that people, when they see someone else do something odd, they attribute that to their intentions. Oh, they meant to do that. Or, mm. oh, they're just, uh, you know, they don't care. Or it's a character. It's a, Holy, it's a oh character gosh, flaw, right? Yeah. But then when we make a mistake, we do a goof, maybe the same goof. We go, oh, oh, you know, we did that just this one time, you know. Sorry, I, I, you know, just give me, give me a break here. I, you cut know, me some slack. That's not me. Cut me some slack. Yeah. And, and we're suggesting that you cut others the same slack that you would want to cut for yourself. So there may be opportunities for you to utilize this uh, during your Christmas gatherings. For example, if somebody shows up late to your home, if you're hosting or you're at a gathering and you can't get started until that one person comes and they're late. So really, what does that mean to you that they're late? Because you could make it mean that they're disrespectful, that they don't care, that they're really wanting to put you out. And I'm encouraging you to give them the benefit of the doubt uh, that maybe something came up that was unexpected, something that was beyond their control. That's the kind of thing that I'm talking about, about giving someone the benefit of the doubt. Even like if somebody makes a comment to you and it would be easy to construe it as they were trying to be mean or something, you can assume, give them the benefit of the doubt, that they weren't trying to be hurtful or mean. They just maybe didn't think through all the way what what they were saying and how that would be for you. In fact, we we did a whole show on this topic that I want to suggest if this is of interest to you. It's called What Does That Mean? And it's available at theimpacthour.com. We have show recordings there. So if you ever miss a show or you want to look through our topics, feel free to do that. And we offer lots of really great tips for giving people the benefit of the doubt, kind of how you're interpreting 
what they're saying and doing, and that'll really make a difference on how your relationship and how your interactions are going. So what would you say to someone who says, there isn't any doubt, I just know that they are inconsiderate and rude? That's a great question, John, because actually I get that. And I would say, how is it affecting you having that assumption? Because this is also for your benefit to assume that they didn't intend harm to you. It's actually to your benefit to um, really give them that slack. So, yes, and it may be accurate, but who's? how does that help? Right. I think part of the key, too, is in a lot of cases they'll say something and then maybe they have a certain phrasing and they don't really intend uh, you know it to be a negative message for you but yes. it's our interpretation of the message and a lot of times you know we we start to get to where we assume all oh, the person's just rude and inconsiderate mm-hmm. and then we start looking for evidence to support <laughs> that view right totally looking for confirmation <clears throat> of it absolutely yeah and and the truth is that that we don't absolutely know for sure that they are rude or they intended bad towards us unless they actually tell us, hey, I, I said that to you because, you know, I want to make sure you know that I don't like you or something oh, like that. That right? would be more clear. That would be more clear. But people don't, they rarely do anything like that. And so actually there is ambiguity there. And to the person who would say, oh, well, I know there is no doubt. I just know that they're rude and inconsiderate. I, I would ask, are you sure? Are, really? And, and does it help you to assume that you understand. Absolutely. So that leads towards the next thing we wanted to talk about is to seek first to understand. It's one of Stephen Covey's uh, seven Seven habits habits of highly effective people. Great stuff. To seek first to understand, then to be understood. And uh, that's a practice for me uh, just with everybody. You know, I don't always do that. Um, Instead of seeking to understand first, I just jump in and I reply and and uh, it's not great. <laughs> and it creates a lot of friction in relationships. That happened this morning, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yep. <laughs> I busted it on him. <laughs> I busted him. I'm like, are you? I, I, I had this idea. And I'm like, well, I'm really not sure about this. I was just thinking about it. And he's like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, I tapped him on the arm. I'm like, are, are you sure you want to say that? And he's like backed way up. And it's like, no, okay, let's look at this. So then, then it felt great because you wanted to understand what I was saying. Yeah. Good stuff. Yes. So here's, here's a tip for this. There's actually two phrases that you can use, and we'll talk about them a little bit more here. But the two phrases are help me understand and tell me more about that. So when you are talking with somebody and somebody says something you very much disagree with, maybe you have that family member who can't help themselves but talk about politics, and it just makes your blood boil and you think that they're not right – Say, help me understand. I like that. It, it's a really a way of being curious, which is an excellent stance to take, and, and actually being interested. So as opposed to being contrary or combative, you know, just be interested. Help, you know, try to understand their point of view. I, that can only help if you right. let it be. And sometimes you keep pestering, help me understand that, tell me more about that. I don't get that. Help me understand this other thing. <laughs> And they, get, and, they, and they work their whole way through, and they go, oh, 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 I guess that doesn't work, does it? And they can see some of the flaws and in their, can in their logic it. and thinking. And you didn't have to browbeat them down and prove to them that you were right. Nice. And sometimes they explain it, and you go, oh, I never saw it that way. Mm-hmm. And you have a new perspective. Yeah, it's great. I think people definitely want to be understood. And uh, something else I was thinking of related to that is you can look for, even if somebody says something that you generally don't agree with, you can look for what you do agree with it. So, you know, looking for the truth in, in what they spoke and affirming that. It's kind of a little more peaceful path to take. Definitely. Yes. The next thing we have is to speak from the heart. So a lot of times we get into debate and dialogue and it's this back and forth and ping pong and it's almost like a wrestling match. (laughs) And uh, if this was going to be your last visit with the person, is that how you would want it to go? Probably not. And so speaking from the heart is to say to them what you would say if it was the last visit you would ever have with them. That's really profound. I want to let that soak in for people because actually it may. 
be the last time that you see them. You don't know that or not. And you don't want to have things unspoken or unsaid. Uh, neat example, I, we were with your family over Christmas, and your mom mentioned, boy, I sure do appreciate that my niece reaches out to me a lot, and sometimes I don't get back to her, but I really appreciate that. And I'm like, that's really neat. Have you told her that? She's like, oh, yeah, I told her that, you know, a few years ago. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe you could tell her again. And she's like, no, she knows. And so I went and told her, and she was really grateful to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, great to step in there. So we need to go into a break. And we will continue our talk about relationships at Christmas time. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We're talking about how to have great relationships at Christmas time. Having a Christmas theme today. And earlier we were talking about one of the ways to have better relationships is to speak from the heart. And we suggested that if you envision that perhaps this could be your last visit with the person, what would you want to say? And I think that's a great question. And part of it is it changes the whole content of what you would have, what you would say in the interaction and the relationship. That's what we mean by speaking from the heart. So instead of what's, what's right and what's wrong and what's true and what's not true and, and arguing over those kinds of things, at least I know sometimes, you know, when we visit at Christmas time, we can get into a, a dialogue like that. Facts and debating <laughs> and who's right and who's wrong and that's not right and what about that? and Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you speak from the heart, it would change the whole dynamic and it would be what you would want to say to the person as you relate to them. And you might just say, you know, what I really want to say to you right now is that I love you. And this stuff really, I think, is just not that important. Wow. That would be powerful. That would be pretty different. Yeah. I think it would be neat to do that. This is the rebel in me. Just to shake things up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's not the right motivation. You really, you know, do want to come from the heart. But in in speaking like that, you know, sharing something, you know, the, your appreciation, your love, what you value about the person, things of that nature, to be fully present for that experience, to really take in their reaction and see how it lands on them. Yeah. They might be surprised. They might be uncomfortable. Um, but it's it's really great stuff to express. Yeah. They might just even say, yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> as if to kind of put it off. Yeah. But... They'll be playing it over in their mind later. Yeah. yeah. Say it anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah it'll It'll still help. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> I think you're up next there. Awesome. We're going to talk about having quality time with people over the holidays. And there's so much busyness and distraction and traditions and expectations and things to do and things to get done and places to go and people to see. And of all that, I would say that the people to see would be the most important time. So we want to encourage you to value that time with people. See it as an opportunity to let them know how important they are, to share important ideas and see possibilities, have more substantial conversations and connections. So we want you to value relationships over activities and people over things. And that's can be challenging this time of year because of expectations around gift giving and specific things that we're supposed to do. And having a focus on people will be much more balanced. It's also much more peaceful. And I have an idea to help with this because it, it's it's rooted in my experience of, of being younger. When I lived in the Bay Area, we'd uh, go visit this set of parents and then have to go visit that set of parents and it was it was really we were spread very thin and I hear that from some other folks you know they want to be with this part of the family and that part of the family and there's travel involved on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve and it makes for hecticness and one way 
to kind of get around that is to value the time together, not just on the holiday, not just on Christmas. So you don't need to cram it all into this, you know, X number of hours, you know, from Christmas Eve until the night of Christmas Day. You can actually spread it out. Um, for the next week. Why not? You know, John's family has a tradition of getting together on New Year's Day for a special meal, and and that's neat. And I know there's times where we've gone to visit people like the day after Christmas. So in my opinion, that's okay to do that. It's actually very helpful. Of course, you'll want to have a good conversation because you don't know what the other person's making it mean. They could be like, this person doesn't care about me because they didn't see me on Christmas. So good to have a conversation about what you're intending and, and why you'd love to do it because you value them and you really want to spend more time with them than that one day allows. So that's just, that's a neat idea, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. So with some family members, some people you might be visiting at Christmas, the dynamic in the relationship might tend to always go a certain way. So, and maybe that dynamic is something you'd like to change. Um, maybe there's competitiveness or whatever it is. And you might be struggling with how to change that dynamic. And we have another tip here, which is a way to produce a little bit more of a structured interaction. And it's something that uh, we found called the Complete Book of Questions by Gary Poole. And the cool thing about this is they have all kinds of questions. That's all that's in the book. And these are conversation starters and ways to get interaction. And it would get the interaction going on maybe other topics that you wouldn't normally talk about. And you would have a chance to do more sharing at a deeper level than maybe you would normally have. Mm-hmm. And they do have – they actually have them broken up, broken up into different categories as to how deep that they are. So some are really surface and some get more personal. And and then I think the ones toward the end are of a spiritual nature. So it just depends on what level of conversation you'd like to have. You can choose from that kind of section. Yeah. So here's some examples from it. One here is, what's your most treasured heirloom? And that would be pretty cool to hear somebody talk about this heirloom that they have and a story around that. I'd like to hear that from Grandma. That'd yeah, be interesting. That would be neat, yeah. She's been around a long time. Yeah. If you could be a radio or television personality. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of program would you choose? I guess we know the answer to that one, huh? Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously, if you could have a radio show, if you could have a TV show, what would your topic be? Yes. Neat. And this last one I really like because you can answer it so many different ways, is where are you going? Whoa. That's deep. Yeah. If you want it to be. If you want it to be. You're going to the kitchen to get a snack if you don't want it to be deep. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's neat. That's a neat tool to kind of shake things up a bit. Yeah. And you would talk to people, get permission. Hey, I'd like to, to try this out. I'd like to read from this book of questions, and let's just see how it goes. And it might depend on the person. Our, our one son loves it. The other just really would really rather not. Yeah. <laughs> so, they can be so different. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Kind of related to the idea of the book of questions. What is it? The complete book of questions is the idea of having activities. And when we get together with John's family, we love playing games. It's nice because it provides a loose structure. It gives us something to, to do and be doing. And we still get to visit, too. So it's 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 a nice like I say, loose kind of structure to the time together. You could actually have more structured activities. I, I know a lady who, for her family gatherings, she didn't want it to be all about food. She's actually like a Weight Watchers leader. And so her family would get together, and she'd have all the supplies, all, a variety of things to make uh, boats, and they would have a regatta. So they would have, you know, a, a ship sailing competition. I don't know if she had a pool or what. That's got to be better than the bathtub. <laughs> I don't know. Bathtub would be fun. <laughs> so I really don't know how to pull off a regatta, but it's a neat idea. I could picture having a bunch of miniature marshmallows and toothpicks and see who could build the tallest tower. There or you gummy go. bears work good for that, oh, there too. You go. Yeah. So, but, you know, have fun with it. You know, people may or may not respond really well to it, but, you know, I think it's fun. And, and like I said, when you're doing something together, you can still visit without it being so intense face-to-face, just sitting around talking at each other. So that's a neat idea. Something on a little more, you know, deeper level is, well, not quite as deep, but here's the idea. Cell phones and screens in front of your face 
at a social gathering is not a good idea. And I know it can be really tempting because sometimes people will pull out their phone. I do it too, right? It's like I just want to check the weather or something on the Internet, you know, look something up. And, you know, before I know it, you know, I'm lost on the phone. In fact, I just saw someone post to Facebook a comment, just like a picture with words, and it said, yeah, I'm having some people over to look at their phones later if you want to drop by. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it can look like, right? So yeah. just be aware of that and uh, don't be that person who's on their phone. And if other folks are, I encourage you to take the high road on that. Well, if you're going to be on the phone, be on it with somebody and share with them what's going on on the phone. Right. Use it as a tool. Yeah, because, you know, if you're visiting for – if I'm visiting for a long time, sometimes I need to take a break. So if you need to take a break, go ahead and recognize that and honor it. So, for example, you could go for a walk. If it's not about completely being alone but getting a break from the large group, you could go for a walk with somebody else and actually have a nice time together. So good to check in with yourself, take care of yourself, see what you're needing, and honor that so that you can be the best version of you in that gathering. Cool. Next is the deeper one I was thinking of, is that of self-awareness, being aware of what's going on inside of you, kind of monitoring your own thoughts and feelings. That's good because other people can't do it for you, and it will totally affect your interactions with people. So being aware of what you're thinking and what you're feeling, kind of where you're coming from, where, what's your beingness is kind of what we call that, is important because what you say coming from that place will vary greatly. You can say the exact same thing, and it will come across very differently. For example, you can say the phrase, I'm concerned about you. You can say that from a place of being irritated with somebody, and it would come across as, you know, I'm really concerned about you. Or you could be worried. You're like, I'm really concerned about you. Or you could come from a place of love, and it'll land a lot better when it's something like, you know, I'm really concerned about you. So that's why it's so important to be aware of what you're saying because it will affect your interactions. It will affect how what you say and what you do lands on and affects people. What do you think of that, John? Yeah, I think that's great. It's uh, it's a subtle thing because how we're feeling, who we're being in the moment, colors so much of how things come out of us. And we think, oh, we need to say the right words to them, and that almost doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. How Who we're being when we say those words is really what matters the most, and that will color how the words are received. And you could say that the credit thing with the greatest heart and people will get that yeah and they will know what you really intend and what you mean and it's almost at a subconscious level you really can't control it other than to shift your being to come from a place of love rather than to to control your behaviors right yeah so saying something <clears throat> cruddy, something that's not as nice from a genuine heart, something maybe that's hard to hear, people receive much better than if you're coming, for example, from a place of judgment. And that's just almost guaranteed to not go over well. Yes. (laughs) In fact, I've never seen that go over well. (laughs) (laughs) Our coach uh, recently told me that um, when you're judging somebody, it has to meet resistance. It's like it's just guaranteed it it draws out resistance in people so that's uh good to be aware of so be sure to check your own emotions you can also check in with other people and see what they're feeling you don't have to assume you can go ahead and ask and i think it's kind of nice for people to know that you're getting them and understanding them so you can say you know it looks like you're feeling sad And they might share something along the lines of, yeah, you know, this time of year just really reminds me of grandpa. You know, that's a really common thing and good to be aware of what's going on. You know, if somebody's getting kind of riled up, you know, it looks like you're kind of angry. And and it gives them an opportunity. Oftentimes people will kind of tweak it. Like, you know, if if I name the feeling that I think they're feeling, they might tweak it a little bit. But it's great to bring it out in the open and they can be aware of it too. Right, because when we're aware of our feelings, then we can make choices better so that it doesn't go sideways. Right. Yeah. It's also a deeper way of sharing. 
So if we talk about facts and figures and what's right and talk about, you know, events and things like that, that's really not sharing very much. It's very right. light, shallow type of sharing. And people talk about, you know, I want to have deeper relationships. I want to feel more connected. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we go through the world and feel like no one really gets us. You know, I don't, right. I know no one really knows the real me. Well, the solution to all of that is to start sharing from your heart and from the emotions and sharing your feelings. You know, right now I'm feeling kind of sad. You Mm -hmm. you shared that story and and I'm feeling sad. Which is, I want to point out the responsible way to to share your feelings is, is exactly what you did. Simply, I'm feeling such and such. As opposed to, you know, you make me so angry. You make me mad. You make me sad, you know, and, or what you said made me feel sad or angry because it it just, it's a very different dynamic. So better to just simply state what the feeling is. Awesome. So we're about to head into a break and we've got some more really great stuff for you to make sure that you make it an awesome Christmas. So we want you to stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. Are you ready for your rush of success? I'm Jim T. Chong, the walk star. And I'm Cami Ferry, the theater queen, the hosts of Rush Hour for Success on Money 105.5 on Thursdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. It's about getting entertained and getting solutions for your success in life and business. Visit us on Facebook at Money 105.5 FM Rush Hour for Success or download the Money 105.5 app on your phone for the live stream. That's Thursdays and Fridays, 2 p.m. Pacific time. Get entertained. Get educated and get your rush on Rush, rush Hour for Success. If you ever find yourself without a flushing toilet, no hot water for showering, dripping faucets, or gas leak, call Armstrong Plumbing, 916-641-0886. They can help you with the best service available at a fraction of the cost of other companies. Thanks to recent technologies in the plumbing industry, Armstrong Plumbing has taken the lead and can repair your broken sewer and water pipes or even gas leaks. They will give you accurate estimates that are guaranteed to solve your plumbing problems, or they will fix it for free. Armstrong Plumbing utilizes the industry's latest advancements in trenchless technologies, such as pipe bursting, hydrojetting, cured in-place pipelining, and directional boring. And they can solve your problems at a fraction of the cost of other companies. They want to save you time, money, and prevent property damage. See the 700-plus great reviews on armstrongplumbing.net. Then call Armstrong Plumbing, a name you can trust. Plumbers who can, from a family who cares, for more than 50 years. 641-0886. Hi, this is Jody Stevens for La Bella Vita Medi Spa. You know, after weight loss, there's always those stubborn areas that are resistant to diet and exercise, like the love handles or what we call the muffin top. We've all got them. Well, La Bella Vita Medi Spa offers cool sculpting. This is a unique technology that uses controlled cooling to freeze and eliminate unwanted fat cells without surgery or downtime. The procedure is FDA cleared, safe and effective. It works on the stomach, love handles, thighs and flanks, and each treatment only takes about an hour. Cool sculpting from La Bella Vita Medi Spa. Call and mention the fish to find out more. 624-4959. 624-4959 or labellavitamedispa.com. Hybrid Brokers Realty has everything you want in a brokerage without the high costs. They even handle all of your marketing so you can focus on what you do best. The Hybrid Brokers Realty model is designed to help support the growth of their agents and their community as well. Hybrid offers revenue sharing and partnership opportunities to their agents while donating a percentage of all income to local charities. It's time to join with a true local brand. Hybrid Brokers Realty, 916-696-6006. Take advantage of the opportunities waiting for you at wearehbr.com. BRE license number 01. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. 
Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. Live with passion. Make a difference and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We're talking about Christmas and relationships today. If you want to call in, we're looking for people who would like to share maybe some tips that you've learned about dealing with family at Christmas time. Or if you're struggling with that person and would like to call in with your question, you can call 866-576-1055. Again, that is 866-576-1055. In relationships, when there is conflict, usually, almost without exception, it occurs because someone wasn't heard They didn't feel heard. They didn't feel acknowledged, valued, loved, or respected. Sometimes the best way if conflicts start to arise, we can tell people are getting agitated, is just to say, wait, 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 I'm sorry. Did you not feel heard? Of course, you want to do that from a place of love, not from a place of judgment. Yeah, best to do that before to kind of nip it in the bud, right? Yeah, is it You're just, talking about taking a step back just to coming fix. Up. Boy, yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. Did you not feel heard? You know, I just wanted to acknowledge what you said is a way to do that. I, I did hear you say such and such. Yes. You know? Yeah, it's a way to acknowledge people. Yes. Yep. Oftentimes what's going on in the room has nothing to do with the people present in the room. It's oftentimes past experience visiting the present. I don't know for me that can be true, and I've had you know experiences in the past, and something in the present is making me remember that past experience. It's triggering that past exp- experience in me. Well, it brings those emotions forward, right? Whereas yes. the current situation may not really elicit those, but it reminded you of a situation and bam, there's That's the right. feelings, right? right? And it's usually it's the feelings that are coming up and it's, it's on a subtle subconscious level. Suddenly, you know, I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling fearful and I don't know where that's coming from. And just just to know that that sometimes, oftentimes, is what is occurring, and it's not even anything you said or they said or you did or they did. It's just this other stuff that's coming up. And a big part of that is just to have grace. Hmm. Grace sounds so good. That just felt good when you said that. (laughs) So to be gracious toward people. Yeah, just be gracious. You know, and if someone is getting upset, give them the space and just say, wow, what's what's coming up for you right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check it out. Be interested in them. Be concerned for them. Come yes. from a place of love. Yes. And All it good. can even be on the positive side of things. Sorry to cut you off there. No, you were good. So, Go um, so a lot of times at Christmas, there is so much angst around Christmas because we're trying to recreate that past experience that we had so many Christmases ago. It's got to be perfect because we want to relive that experience. And it's a positive experience, but that can be what's driving us. I think there's an additional pressure of just the commercials that we see and the movies and and just the idea about it being picture perfect. And there's just, I I know I feel a lot of pressure for creating, you know, the the awesome, memorable, perfect experience. And and either we're we're seeing that or we're trying to recreate something that we experienced in the past and just wanting to re-enjoy that again. Right. <clears throat> just know that probably what you remember most about that past Christmas experience has more to do with the people that were there than it does with the gifts or with what was in the environment with the decorations or any of that sort of thing. It probably had more to do with what you were feeling from the people. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I wanted to go back to the idea of beingness and kind of how we're showing up, what we're feeling and thinking and and how that's affecting us. And just wanted to explore the idea again of judgment. And I, I mentioned it briefly that when we're in judgment of somebody, it'll bring up resistance. But here's a fascinating dynamic, which is that, and see if this is true for you. I'm finding that it's true for me. 
when I'm in judgment of someone else, I'm making them or what they said or did, you know, right or wrong. It's because there's something that I see in them that I also see in myself that I just can't stand, that I find completely unacceptable. And it's it's a fascinating exploration if you're open to it. What is it um, that you can't stand about that person? Where are you seeing it in yourself? Because the neat thing is it's easier to shift in ourselves and then it'll have the effect of we won't be so judgmental toward other people, which, like I said, you know, brings up resistance, can only bring about problems when we're being in judgment of people. And a way to kind of shift out of that as well is, is choosing into compassion and love, kind of asking ourselves why would somebody say or do what they did that's making us so angry or upsetting us, making us sad, you know, why Why would they do that? And we can realize that they're a person with <coughs> hopes and dreams and goals and flaws and really great things about them, you know, just like us. They're just like us, and they're making their way through life the best that they know how. And I notice that when I shift into love and compassion, it is a shift. It's a choice. It, you know, we don't have to have outside environmental factors create that in us. It's a choice. And I find that my whole body softens. It starts with the eyes and kind of taking in more peripheral. Um, but it's also a softening of my face. And I think if I were measuring like my heart rate and blood pressure, it would probably go down too. So it's got a physical component as well. It's beneficial for us and for the people that we're interacting with. In addition to that, Sometimes you can change your physical state. Oh, yeah. And that will affect and influence your emotional state. That's one of the things we do at our weekend seminars. That's really neat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. Cool. Well, we've got some time. I want to go over some some different kind of gift ideas, right? We're talking about valuing people over things, and we're still expected to give gifts at Christmas time. So I compiled this list a couple years ago and wanted to share it with you here as some ideas on gifts that are going to be a little more meaningful than the norm. The first is kind of kicking it old school, making a mix CD of encouraging songs for people. Do people still listen to CDs? Well, <laughs> could you do share a playlist? I don't even you know could how you do that a playlist. anymore. Uh, you right. could you could you know, share a thumb drive full of songs. <laughs> no, you could just kick it old school and burn a CD you and could. give it to them. That would work too. <laughs> it might be kind of a kick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you could give a framed picture of you and the person together, a nice kind of thing to share with them. I had a friend do this for me one time. You can make a photo book of you and the person together. I went to Santa Cruz for my 40th birthday. It's been a few years. And uh, did that with some girlfriends. And one of my girlfriends took a bunch of pictures and she put them together. And you can have it published as a book through service like Shutterfly. And that's, that's really special. You could also give a personal development book that you found really helpful. I know we've given many copies of Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover, for example. And so there's lots of really great books. If you found one that was really helpful to you, maybe you can give that to someone else. You could give a DVD, a movie that has an inspiring story or a useful life lesson. For example, The Ultimate Gift is really good. Someone just recommended me to the the Karate Kid. I didn't realize that was spiritual, but I'll check it out. <laughs> well, you you could look at it that way. I don't. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's probably not on the surface, but if yes. you're looking for it, yes. And uh, like I think the Matrix has really great life lessons. But anyways, so you could find a movie, a story that's more meaningful, and share that with people. You could make a list of their positive traits and frame it. You can get creative with font and colors and pictures and stuff like that. I did that for my brother, and he loved it. Like, he wanted to put it on the fridge. He wanted to put it by the door. So that's a really neat neat that's thing. That's pretty awesome. It is you really You get pretty cool. creative with that. You can get all the art supplies out and use color. You and could. And if you need to do it simple, you could do it on the computer, too. It's nice because yeah. it's got flexibility. But what a neat way to build somebody up. Yeah, you could make it, like, 
eight by ten or bigger and enlarge it and frame it. Do it a poster, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you could actually write out a collection of prayers that you've written and said for the person. You could donate to their favorite cause in their name. You could give them a journal and a pen. Everybody should be journaling, right? You can give a useful magazine subscription. You could pay for them to take a class or a workshop. Especially cool if you can do that together. You could similarly do a gym membership, especially if you could exercise together. What a neat thing that would be. We do this one in our family a lot. We give homemade coupons. So this is awesome. You can just like totally write it out by hand and put it in a stocking, right? So it's got tons of flexibility, but it can be really awesome because it could be time or an activity together. It could be doing chores for them. It could be um, doing a kind act for them, like a massage. So there's just lots of variation, lots of options for that. You can give tickets to go to an activity together, like the movies, a game, a play. You can go to the zoo or the museum. neat thing is that's an experience, so you're having time together. Here, This one's pretty wild because everybody already has a cell phone, but you could give somebody a cell phone and paid service so that you could keep in touch. I could totally see a grandma doing that for a grandkid if that's okay with the parents. Yeah. Yeah. You can give a useful apps so people can reach their goals, maybe even like the Fitbit thing. You could pay for the services of a coach or a personal trainer, somebody who can help those people achieve their goals. And just a few more here. You can reach the person. Um, sorry, oh, teach. I'm sorry. Teach the person a desired skill like canning or knitting or stained glass. If you've got a skill that they'd be interested in learning, that would be a really neat time together. Yeah. Very valuable. You can give them a set of blank note cards with stamps or take a vacation together because how cool would that be? <laughs> so those are some of our more meaningful gift ideas. We're about to head into a break, and we've got some special thoughts on Christmas when we come back. So be sure to stay tuned. You're listening to The Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. Interrupting life as usual. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We've been talking today about Christmas, relationships in Christmas. We kind of want to end with this last segment, just talking about and sharing our thoughts about Christmas in general. So we believe there is a God and we are not him. We believe God created everything. And we believe when God looks on us, when he looks on you, he does not look on you with anger or hate or disappointment. Instead, he looks on you with love. We believe God's main desire for you is to have life to the full, in the deepest sense. We believe Christmas is celebrating God's gift to you. And we believe God is pursuing you out of love. We believe God wants to have a personal relationship with you. And we believe that on that first Christmas day, God came near to restore your relationship with him. So we wanted to talk a little bit about those and want to talk about what does it mean to have life to the full. Now, that sounds just really cool. I, you hear people talking a lot about abundance and because I'm also familiar with that, you know, an abundant life. And it's not just about money, right? It's way, way more deeper, than money. Bigger. Yeah. Yes. So we jotted some thoughts about this and... A part of living life to the full, instead of worrying about what is going to happen, it's having faith that everything will be okay. 
It's having contentment and being satisfied with the way things are, even though perhaps we might not want them to stay that way in terms of, you know, this is just good enough. But in terms of, wow, we can do better here. We could do more. We could make a difference more. But to still be content and satisfied and just accept the way things are. We think life to the full should be living an adventure. So that's uh, that, that makes me smile, Derek, because yeah. that's that's really along the lines of what we teach at the Impact Hour. It is yes. it's an adventure, really going out and making a difference in people's yeah. lives. More than just staying safe and yeah. avoiding risk, it's getting out there and living an adventure. Think of your favorite TV or movie character, adventurous character. What are the qualities that they have? And it's living that way. Maybe not, you know trapsing through the jungle but <laughs> living that way in the modern world i thought of harrison ford and in, in raiders of the lost ark is that what you were thinking of too? sure <laughs> <laughs> like jungle exactly there we go <laughs> living life to the full is not holding back living life to the full is having deep relationships and not just skimming through the surface with people having life to the full is having a sense of purpose and life to the full is knowing that your life matters, mm-hmm. and life to the full is deeply loving. Mm-hmm. All of that together. Beautiful. We also wanted to share a little bit about what is God like. So we come from a Christian worldview, and we just wanted to share a little bit about that. So in John, First John 4, 8, it says that God is love. And then we looked up 1 Corinthians 13 and looked up what is love. And so we thought it was just a great way to combine those things. And so in 1 Corinthians, I'm going to replace the word love with the word God because God is love. So God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy. He does not boast. He is not proud. He does not dishonor others. He is not self-seeking. He is not easily angered. He keeps no record of wrongs. God does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. God always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Hmm. That just really struck me that God always hopes. For all the people who don't know him yet, he's always hoping, always pursuing, persevering. Yeah, it's beautiful. So you wanted to talk a little bit. Oh, yay. I wasn't sure I'd have time. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, so this this guy goes up to Jesus and asks him, you know, what's the most important command, right? Because, you know, there's there's stuff. There are a lot of rules and and stuff. And, And Jesus really boiled it down. He's like, this is the greatest commandment. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, like all of you. And I just love that God wants us to love him. He created us. He's love. He wants us to love him. And I just think that's a powerful perspective to keep, that that's what he wants. He wants to be in a relationship of love with us. There's a lot of intimacy and a lot of closeness. I know I've really grown in my relationship with Jesus as I do the work that we do in Simply Great Lives and making a difference in people's lives and helping other people to do that, learning to rely on him and his strength and his guidance. And that has just been really beautiful. Similarly, he said that he, he actually included two. I'm like, okay, awesome. He says, so that was the first one, love God. Second one is like it, love your neighbor as yourself which totally makes sense because he made all people and loves them all, so he wants you to love them too. And I just think that's a really neat perspective to have and to keep and to focus on. And loving your neighbor as yourself is exactly what we're encouraging you to do here at the Impact Hour. We want you to have a higher standard than what's the norm, not just volunteering here or there or slicing off a check for a charity, but really being in love toward people because that's what God wants for us because God is love. Yes. And it's not a chore. 
God doesn't say, love me, and that's your chore to do. <laughs> Where, how would that come up, line up with beingness? Yes. <laughs> I don't think it would land exactly. Yeah, though. I think a lot of people see it as a chore. This is what I must do, so here's my checklist of things, and that's not it at all. He wants us to be in a love relationship with him, and he's not like another person, so it's not like hanging out with your best bud, but perhaps maybe it's like having a great relationship with a parent mm. like that dad you just love to hang out with or maybe that you always wanted to but or, couldn't yeah mm-hmm. or yeah to see it that way and it's not a, a checklist it's it's a relationship yeah and that, that we believe that that's what god <laughs> desires for us and we believe that that is why jesus came so many years ago in a manger Mm-hmm. is to restore the relationship that we need to have with him, that he desires us to have with him. Such a strong desire, too. It almost seemed ironic in my in my Bible reading. I just happened to be at the end of Matthew. So here I am reading about Jesus' death and his suffering, like at Christmas time, and it was really weird. And honestly, I forced it, and I stopped reading it in Braille, and I just started listening to it because it was just like so strange to be looking at Jesus' death during the time that we're recognizing his birth. And then after a while, it actually became quite beautiful to me, um, knowing that that's why he came, is his just solid desire to fix the relationship and to create that love relationship again. It was beautiful. Yes. Awesome. So that's what Christmas is all about that loving relationship with God, and now it gets to spill out onto other people, and we get to love them too. We get to do that on the actual day of Christmas with gifts and traditions and activities together, and it can go far beyond Christmas. So keep that in mind as you're gathering with people, and we want you to make the very most of the opportunities that you have in your relationships with people. Yes. Enjoy your relationships this Christmas season. Make time for people, and we wish you a joyous and meaningful Christmas. You've been listening to the Impact Hour.